Welcome to the Honest Ghost Podcast, a show examining the insights, strategies, and values of real business people doing customer service the right way. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Honest Ghost Podcast. This is a show where we talk to business owners and entrepreneurs about their values and positions on customer service and how they use their own strategies to make their businesses work. Super excited because on the show today, we have Alex Realmuto uh, of many different endeavors, uh, all of which we're going to get into on the show. Um, Alex, thanks for getting on the show. Hey, happy to be here. Really excited about it. So one of the first things that jumps out um, is the fact that you are really the first uh, person we've had on the show where uh, you'll be talking about multiple enterprises that you've been involved with and, and how customer service plays into each of them in its own way. We'll go ahead and start with um, with the one that we had you originally scheduled for that uh, that we first heard about, uh, which was Lisa Sleep. Um, and then we'll move on into some of your newer endeavors, uh, Soul Socks and Any Day Rosé. Uh, let's start with Lisa. Tell me a little bit about what's going on with them, um, your role with them as you started, um, and specifically how you take care of your customers there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, I joined Lisa three and a half years ago uh, as their head of performance marketing. Um, so I had an opportunity to join the company with, when it was incredibly, incredibly young. Uh, I actually moved down to Virginia Beach from New York to do it. Uh, phenomenal opportunity, uh, world-class organization. Uh, we're a certified B corporation. We donate one mattress for every 10 that we sell. Uh, and we're a direct consumer online mattress company. Um, we launched in 2015. And as you probably have seen, the mattress category has just gone, uh, grown exponentially even since we've started. Uh, and so, uh, as you can imagine, as the competitive set grows, uh, customer experience remained and always has been uh, paramount to the success of the business uh, and really, really uh, imperative as to all of the different touch points uh, whenever we're talking about uh, talk, talking to our customers, talking about our customers, talking about our brand. So so you bring that up um, because it's obviously it's obviously something you've thought about. That customer experience when you're talking about different, like I can tell you, I have a you know, I have a, a mattress in a box, and, and as you said, that's just um, something that's that's grown to be such a huge kind of phenomenon, right? When you differentiate yourself through that experience, what does that look like for you, uh, both in theory and in practice? Well, I mean, I think that uh, first and foremost, uh, the bed in a box category as a whole, uh, while it's existed for quite a while, has really only just begun to get the real adoption. Uh, the reality is only like 15 to 17% of mattresses are currently sold online. So 80% of people really are still going to a mattress store and buying a mattress. So beyond the novelty of the fact that you can get 100 nights to sleep on it risk-free, uh, which I think is a far superior buying experience than what you would get if you were going to a mattress store, uh, we also are a certified B Corporation. So we actually donate one mattress for every 10 that we sell, and we plant one tree for every mattress that we sell. Uh, it's That has been an element of our business that has been from day one. And it's super important to all of the, organiz all of the employees that we bring on. Uh, and we actually didn't start talking about it until relatively recently. And the reason we decided not to do that is we like to say that we like to give with humility so that people can receive with dignity. And as a young startup, we really recognize that 
while the growth trajectory that we were on uh, was cr- was quite impressive, we didn't really want to start talking about things like our social impact until we actually had substantial results and really have made a substantive substantive impact into the world. And so we've actually donated over thirty thousand mattresses to date. Uh, and we've committed to planting uh, a million trees by 2020. And uh, now that we've really kind of got that critical mass and, and, and real user adoption, uh, we've really started to use that into educating our customers as to the fact that we are not only a for-profit business, but a for-purpose business. And, you know, that's something we talked about um, right before the show started, right, was, you know, how, how that sort of fits into client customer service, um, you know, this, this idea of making a social impact when um, when you're serving a customer, right? Like, how do you see that as being important? Because as we're about to see, um, you, you do it everywhere, uh, everywhere that you, that you have clients. Well, I mean, I think that like your customers are your best advocates, right? Like refer a friend is such an important part of our business, especially because selecting a mattress is so personal. And it's something that you're going to be doing a ton of research on, right? There are going to be a number of different touch points. Uh, that being said, we're having such a personal conversation with all of our customers, whether it's through a Zendesk chat, whether it's through a customer phoning in, whether it's through the marketing materials that we're using to either prospect to them or remarket to them. All of these different elements and touch points are imperative to like offering a superior level of customer experience because the reality is that, as I mentioned earlier, like only you know 20% at best of people are buying a mattress online. This is still a relatively new phenomenon, and so like it's really important for us to like humanize our brand through the customer experience and all of the different touch points and people that are talking to our customers because we want people to know that there are real people behind the phones, and if you have a problem, you can pick up the phone and call us, and like we will solve that problem. Uh, when you're getting a mattress, like it's a really big kind of bulky thing. You might have be getting your old mattress picked up. Um, so we're there, you know, 24 seven with whatever element of the kind of customer journey that you're going through. Uh, and then having that level of like customer experience, I think lends itself to building that brand advocacy, which for a mattress company is kind of interesting because the reality is that the lifetime value of our customers uh, is somewhat challenging to quantify because people are really only only buying a mattress every five to seven years. So m- ensuring that we have the best possible customer experience uh, allows for those people to kind of share their experience with Lisa to tell their friends. And that's been a really uh, effective marketing channel for us to grow our customer base. On a just on the level of like personal experience, like is there something like in your life and your experiences that has made you want to do things this way, like outside of just like yeah, it's good for our business, it's good for word of mouth, like it seems like the obvious move, right? Um, is there something just like I guess uh, like visceral for you that makes you feel like yeah, this is like the right thing to do. This is this is why I want to do it this way. Yeah, I mean, I was actually wondering if you were going to ask this question, uh, and I have somewhat of a cliched answer. Um, so my mom uh, is, like, instrumental in, like, my career development. Um, she's been, like, a C-suite executive, uh, and she's, like, can worked on the brand side uh, for, like, my entire life. And so, like, I was reading, like, Tony Shea's Delivering Happiness in, like, you know, 11th grade or something. It was very weird learning about her experience. And, uh, but like, she kind of instilled with me that like, your customers truly are the, like, the best asset that you have. And like, if you can figure out a way to like, activate them, then like, 
that becomes really, really both accretive to your business, but also like builds the stronger business that you want. Like, I can't tell you how important it is for me personally. And like Lisa aside, you know, I've started, as you know, like Soul Socks, which is a subscription sock club, Blue Claw Company, which is a men's luggage company, uh, and now Any Day Rosé, which is my newest kind of project. Uh, I can't tell you how important it was for me to like look at the Shopify data you know, look at people's addresses and learn about who our customers are and actually pick up the phone and call them. And just not only would I be introducing myself from like a CX perspective, if you have any problems, because I assure you, like when it was like holiday season in 2015 and Soul Socks just been featured in the New York Times, I was the only one, like I had my phone getting redirected, like I had a Google voice that was going, it was like a part-time project at the time. So, uh, so I mean, but what I've learned though, is that if you can build those relationships with your customers, like that becomes like true advocacy. And like, once you get there, that is the, you know, the best possible thing that you can get from your customers. And so, uh, it, I mean, but beyond the fact that it can be kind of beneficial to your business, it's in my opinion, just the right thing to do. Uh, you know, I've, you know, we've always run like, kind of honest and transparent businesses where whatever we're doing, whatever I've been doing it. So it's really just been a table stake for me. It really hasn't ever kind of been a decision. It's kind of just been a, an imperative. Right. And, you know, it's it's kind of a mindset, too. Like, I hear from a lot of uh, a lot of folks on the show. I, you know, Honest Ghost itself is a business that operates in the same way, which is like the way that I, I look at it. And it sounds like you do, too, is like it's it's a lot easier to to pitch the truth than it is to like make up a story and make something sound good than uh, that's not right. Especially with all the information out there, right? I mean, customers are really, really smart. And so transparency is just paramount to really any sort of direct consumer business, in my opinion. But uh, especially in categories that are competitive, whether it's socks or mattresses, the, cus- the consumer is, is more educated now than ever before. Uh, and quite frankly, sometimes with information that you can't even control, right? Like in the mattress space, review sites are a huge part of the consumer decision-making process. And uh, they're independent third parties uh, that are, you know, writing about all of the different products out there. And so uh, that's why kind of building a ethos and a culture that is consistent, not only through all touch points, but kind of all throughout your organization. Uh, I found that as we've scaled like a business like Lisa, that really allows for a consistent messaging and, and that aligns with being kind of honest and transparent. So if I were to say, like, going through looking at looking at Soul Socks, looking at Any Day Rosé, looking at Lisa, um, and, and, like, some of the feedback that I would have was, like, there's some common threads here, right? And, and they all seem to be, um, you kind of have your fingerprints all over them. Like, I get the feeling, I get the feeling that's something you're, you're pretty proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so... Uh, Soul Socks was the first true business that I started. Uh, and I was actually working at Target at the time when I started it. Um, another business that actually focuses incredibly heavily on customer experience and, and what the store experience looks like. But I was actually volunteering for an organization at the time. And uh, that was somewhat of the inspiration, you know, being wearing a suit every day. Because when I worked at Target, you still had to wear a suit every day. Unless you wore red and khaki, fun fact. Um, you literally, as a as a uh, like a team member within like the headquarters, you could wear red and khaki any day of the week. Target inside info. I love it. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I mean, like you can see consistency across the businesses that I'm involved in, and and from a 
uh, evaluation standpoint of when I was able, you know, when I was presented with the opportunity to join Lisa, that was a huge part of the decision. Because like there, there were like I was moving to Virginia Beach, Virginia, somewhere I had never even been before. Uh, but it was really just the organization, uh, what it stood for, and the team that I was joining, and that was what inspired me to do it. So let's talk about some of those uh, those social things that um, that each of uh, each of these endeavors uh, supports, right? So so American Ezu, um, really interesting part of uh, of Soul Socks, right? Yeah. So the thought there was that like it's really all just about empowering the youth of America. So I recognize that you know, we. We were just selling a, uh, a colorful dress sock. Uh, but what I realized is that like these are socks that, so each sock comes with actually like a little name and a story. And so it's really just like kind of an inspirational quip. Uh, might be called Dangerous Waters or Checkmate or whatever it might be. And so each card, uh, when customers would receive that month's sock, they would have basically like a little four by six business card that was branded and colored. Uh, what I found is that customers were actually saving them and collecting them uh, because they really, really look forward to look forward to the stories, and the stories were all about just like kind of being inspirational and, and remembering that life isn't all that serious. Uh, but at the same time, like we, you know, I recognize that how important it is to empower people like at America Needs You, uh, where there might be disadvantaged youth that haven't had the fortune uh, that some of us might have. And so, as a at a, at a personal level, I've been volunteering uh, at organizations like that, um, really. For my entire career and actually throughout college too uh and so it just made uh, a really logical kind of partnership to, to to do that it sounds like just like personally like <laughs> there's um you know there's there's the the theory that like when you do things like for other people there's some like selfishness to that right like it, it makes you feel good right and so um, it sounds like there's there's that, there's that. that. There's uh, friends episode <laughs> but but it also like it's it's harder to do things this way, right? Like 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 would you agree is it harder to do things like the right way? Um I mean I think that like it's just a it's just a mindset, right? I mean like uh at Lisa for example, like we had a whole different P&L that like no matter what our, you know, acquisition costs might look like, you know, the social impact budget, you know, remained independent and that's how I view everything. And so uh you know, if if it's truly uh in the kind of the blood of, of, of your organization, then uh, it's 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 just kind of the way you look at how to do the business, and, and it's not. While there might be shortcuts in place, I, I personally believe that uh, in the long run, uh, it pays off to do things the right way. And uh, you know that actually like that kind of leads me to sort of an interesting place that we haven't really gone on the show because it tends to be more positive. Um, I'm wondering like. Have you have you had an experience where there has been an opportunity to take one of those shortcuts, right? Like maybe not go through with the way that you just feel like you know is the way to do it, um, and, and have learned a lesson from that. Has, has there been anything like like that for you? Yeah, I, mean, I think that uh, my experience manufacturing socks um, probably is the most close I've gotten to kind of making that type of kind of decision. Uh, so, you know, manufacturing socks uh, can happen in a number of places. Uh, we actually manufacture our socks in Lima, Peru. Uh, and I have personally been to that factory many times. I'm good friends with the factory owner uh, only through this partnership. Um, but Soul Socks, for example, you know, I'm really proud of the designs and the materials and the factories for which we produce them. Uh, and there are definitely, you know, places where you could make, uh, you know, socks. Uh, probably not to the same quality or the same uh, kind of condition 
that we're making them at SoulSox, but there are obviously inherent cost savings there. Um, but for me, you know, even as shipping rates continue to go up, it was never even entertained uh, to, to to manufacture socks uh, in a place that that maybe was not as uh, fair to their employees as our factory is at, at Solsa. Just kind of like umbrella scope here, like it's it's clear, like you're you're a, a freaking go getter. Like I'm sure, like you'll have other things in your future that you're gonna do, right? Like they're like this isn't the end. Uh, I'm assuming, like it's it just sounds like uh, you're you're on the the serial path to creating things. Um, how, how do you feel your your approach to client uh, and customer service equips you to um, you know to to handle any business? Like it, like we're we're talking about like three like very different uh very different businesses here and and you're essentially carrying kind of the same philosophy in all of them well so i mean yes and no right i mean like you know if you if you adopt the same playbook uh then and you state core to kind of what you're doing then you know theoretically i should just get better at it hopefully uh but uh in all seriousness i mean you're absolutely right um but i think that like Really, it's all about just having a conversation with your customers, right? Like I, whether it's like me giving out my cell phone number or my email, like I'm very easy to find. I'm like Alex at all of the companies that I'm involved in, right? Like you guys, like my cell phone number is on the internet. And like, I, I, you know, I think even like any day Rosé, for example, like we, you know, we've, we've been able to like uh, reach customers in channels that I'm actually even like a little bit less familiar with. Twitter, for example, has been, uh, super active when it comes to any day rosé, and so uh, you know, as I hate to beat a dead horse, but like uh, you know, remaining consistent and really just having an opportunity and a window to reach out to your customers and let them reach out to you—that's uh, not only valuable to like grow your business, but it's also like research and development. It's getting feedback on what's working and what's not. It's letting you know, and just like building rapport with people to get them excited and get them bought into your your business and and understand where you're trying to take it. And I think if you're able to do that, uh, that's a playbook that can be replicated no matter what. Uh, by no means am I saying it's easy, and it's definitely like high touch and requires lots and lots of work. Uh, but uh, at the same time, like I do believe and I do have conviction that uh, building the foundation and the structure in that vein. Uh, should lead, hopefully, to uh, to a scalable and repeatable kind of business. Yeah, yeah, no, no replacement for real people relationships, right? Well, especially like given some of my background, doing like the digital marketing or the acquisition marketing, right? Like you have to be so focused on like being numerate and looking at the analytics and really trying to evaluate like efficacy of different channels, right? Um, but like it's very easy to get wrapped up into like the quant side of things and like if my Facebook dashboard is not giving me the insight that I need, but like at Lisa, for example, and really all of the businesses that I would that I would start going forward, like I actually have a post purchase survey up there. And it's a very simple question. It's just how did you hear about us? And if you you know, and like you're gonna only get like a subset of people that that fill that out, but uh, if you, you know, if you do that, you know, th- that can actually, you know, really shed some light from a qualitative standpoint on, on what your customer looks like. And I think marrying those two, uh, especially as we get into like, you know, analysis paralysis, which I'm also, you know, you know, guilty of, uh, that dichotomy to me is like really imperative to like the six, to be, to building a successful business. Um, and so I believe that like a strong, 
uh, window into your customers allows you to get that insight. And and what's kind of fascinating, and, and I'm, you alluded to this, is like really like what you're talking about is like like it's like the online replacement for just meeting people, for having them come into your your quote unquote store every day, right? Like, and you eventually start to learn who people are, and and that enables you to help them better. But what's super, I, I totally agree. But what's also even more interesting is that we're almost pivoting away from that too. So when we think about Lisa, right? So we are in, we are the exclusive mattress of West Elm. And so we work super diligently to go to all of the different West Elms and just educate them on our business, on our social mission, on our product, everything. Uh, and so that then, you know, is financial increase in the brand advocates that you have and the people, the touch points, if you will, to your prospective customers. Uh, and then any day rosé, right? It's like, I can't tell you how antiquated, uh, like the liquor business appears to be. And so, you know, building a distribution team and working with sales reps to ensure that your product is merchant, not only just merchandised well, but your story is told correctly, like that is really a challenge that I'm, I'm excited to embark on because it's actually taking what was once offline and then pivoted to online back to offline. Uh, and it's not just it's not just the businesses that I'm involved in that are doing that. I mean, uh, you look at the you know the plethora of direct to consumer businesses that are now opening brick and mortars. You know, we have a store in New York City uh, and we have a store in Virginia Beach and uh, and like I you know the. Uh, we, we just hired a phenomenal uh, store manager in New York City and like he's been so great at being able to be an extension of our online and like, social presence uh, in the New York City market and it's just been phenomenal. Uh, Alex, this is all super fascinating stuff. Um, I, I'd say it was great having you on on just for this show, but just from the sound of it, I, this sounds like something maybe we'll be able to do again, I, I hope. I would happily do it. This has been a lot of fun. I, you know, I really appreciate, uh, you know, I know it's been a little challenging in the schedule, but I'm so happy that we were able to finally do it. And as always, if you're interested in talking to us, Honest Ghost, to hear how we'll connect with your clients so that we can tell their stories about interacting with your business, visit honestghost.com.